0: Step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I am a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star.
1: All right. Hello, and welcome to. We're just asking questions. That's not the right one. Um. Hello, <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> You're gonna hate it. Uh, with Matt and Rob, he's, he's Matt. I'm Rob. I'm dying of COVID, <laughs>
2: and I am
1: and I am on fire. The fire mm-hmm. is of hell. I'm not dying of COVID. I just have a cold, and we're persisting with recording for some reason anyway. Because because I am I am the unmovable, You're the immovable force, but I'm the unstoppable object. That's not at all correct. None of that. What? You can't stop me. Oh, this is gonna be such a long fucking night. Um Okay, let uh, me let me sit up. I can't do this like laying Yeah, sit up. Wait, what a what a thing where I'm the professional one. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to cough on you. But do it, I tried to come over, you wouldn't let me. I don't like that tomorrow we're going to be roommates. I really I love that tomorrow we're gonna be roommates. I really don't like that what's it called you can have some of my cigars all right so first movie uh, playtime by Jack Titty Um, Jacques Tati from 1960 something I don't know roll the trailer god I'm so sick I hate this All right, welcome back from the trailer. Matt, stop laughing. This is, none of that is, none of this is that funny. I <laughs> know! No, because it's, it's, this is the thing. Because they can't see, the people can't see how you are generally and how, and like, I don't know if they know you well enough to know your voice in the way that I do, because I know how much you don't want to do this, but basically, through sheer force of will, I have bullied you into doing this, I believe is what has happened. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited to record when I have my sexy, sick voice. Yes, that will that will play well on the radio. It wasn't as good as oh, a, yeah. it's like, it's recovered a little bit since this morning. So I've just been pouring baby Nyquil on it, mm-hmm. but like this this morning was was real velvety. Like mm-hmm. I called I called you and my girlfriend in that order just to yes just to show off the the sex. <laughs> <sexy> <laughs> Did she know that you called me first to show up? I don't, her I don't actually know that that's true. I think I actually probably called her first. But. No, 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 no. Because when you were hanging up the phone with me, you said, hold on, I'm going to go call her real quick before this wears off. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God. Wow. Really... Wow. Learning all sorts of things about you, Rob. I should kill myself. Anyway. Um. Oh, I'll do it for you. Don't worry. Right, hold on. Hold on. I need to be careful when I'm smoking this. It's down to the quick. I hate you so much. Anyway, what have I done? do so you see how I'm treated. This is this is the worst movie we could possibly talk about while I'm this like out of it because it's it's like there's not like normally I could just like coast and like just we can just describe it through the plot but like there is no plot to this movie. I got it. Don't worry. No, you do not have it. That is one. Why thing. don't I have it? Because you're you, we know we know we, we we know that the one defining feature of you is that you don't have it. You've never <laughs> had it. You will never have it. That's it's like in your in your fucking DNA, the like the not having it gene. Ah, if there's one thing I have, it's it. It's it was so much build up for so little. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Folks, welcome to the podcast where I torture a sick man. All right, so playtime. Uh, Jacques Tati was a French director who primarily, he only made like six movies in his career. Um, this was sort of his simultaneously, I think in retrospect, kind of looked at it as, as his masterpiece, but also sort of, it was his biggest failure um, just from a like pure. Yeah, but only commercially. Well, yeah, but that was, but like he, he put a lot into this movie and it totally flopped. Um, like this is, he spent like 15 million euros worth of like 1960s money on this, which is like a 15 million. Yeah, if, yeah. Oh, like 15 million in 1960. Yeah, or 60. Oh man, 64. whenever the fuck this movie was made? I'm not. I mean, honestly, it don't make sense. Like this was. An insane movie. Yeah. So anyway, he makes these... All of his movies have sort of a very similar vibe. They're very, like, very plotless, um, sort of, just sort of bit-driven movies. Um, But, like, you kept describing it as French Three Stooges, which I don't think is entirely wrong. Like, it is similarly, like, a... Oh, now you don't think it's wrong. I I can't do this with you right now, Matt. Um, I didn't uh, do anything oh my god i can't even think about this movie it's a great movie you guys should see it anyway hubie halloween
0: um <laughs> wait are you serious right no, now
1: no i'm not i'm not gonna fold it in that i'm gonna try little- come on no i know i know it's a joke it's a joke matt i can still have fun listen to me um but anyway yeah he makes um movies that are comedies um wait am i back you were never gone well, no. I accidentally. I was like, "Oh wait, let me not use all my data. Let me let me get on Wi-Fi." And then I accidentally hit airplane mode. So I was gone, but the the silence was was deafening. Um, but exactly. All right. So yeah. Again, kind of kind of slapsticky, but like subtle slapstick. I don't know. Like the first like first 10 minutes of this movie, like almost nothing happens. It's, uh, God, Matt, I'm going to actually need you to, I I take back what I said. I'm actually going to need you to, to shoulder some of this burden here. Talk, talk to, Uh, talk to you about playtime. All right. Playtime, playtime directed by Jacques Tati, who is also a mime. Uh, what's it called? Gentlemen, this is a French movie we're talking about here. And it is French three stooges, which I was right about. And which Rob told me that I was wrong about. Why don't my lights turn on okay, in my never mind. mind? Um, Wait, I yeah. can shoulder this. No, okay. So here's here so here's, so he had made a again, he makes the the series of like sort of very gentle, kind of plotless and like subtle ish like slapsticky comedy. Slapstick is not quite the right word for it because it's not like people like walking into doorways and, like, spilling things on themselves. But it is a it is a, a a form of comedy that is kind of um, rooted in, like, people's relation to the world around them, which I think is why Slapstick is kind of the, like, easiest, like, parallel. Because I don't really know how you would, you know, what kind of category you would put this under. But it is, like... You know, uh, coming off like this—this this is a movie that he made after coming off of uh, his previous film, *Mon Uncle* um, or *My Uncle*. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right in French. Fuck the French. Um, Matt is muted all of a sudden, so now I'm here talking to myself, which I don't love. But anyway, he was coming off a, a a movie that had just won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Films. Like he was a you know a director of of note who'd just come off his biggest success. Um. And his movies, you know, they, they, they. Why is Matt muted? I really don't like this. Um, as much as I resent his presence, his absence is
2: something worse.
1: Hey, it's me, Matt. I'm back, Jack Tati, nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, no, I apologize. No, I went to go into my room, uh, but then the fuse was blown. So I went to go into another room. Then my brother was there, uh, dressing up for a Halloween party that I can only assume is over already. I don't know what's Ooh, it I called. What? It's only nine o'clock. Yeah, but you know, uh I don't know, folks. I don't know. No, but this is it. Yeah, know. no, I think you're no, right. No, I think. No, 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 Matt, Matt, I wasn't done. You'd let me kind of build up a head of steam. Now you, you got to let me finish. So anyway, so I, he, he's, he's obsessed with. Uh, now it's gone. Um, Flopstick. Shut the fuck up. Um, a he, worst episode. It is. This is going to be really bad. This is this is awful. I hate this. I don't know why you made me do this. Um but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so he he fuck Jesus Christ. Um he built these huge sets for this movie. Like all of this was filmed on sets. Again, he spent he poured like 15 million euros into this. He like mortgaged everything he had and like every sense that Jacques Tati had went into making this movie it's a really great movie you yeah know, it's like, like there's no plot no there's a plot not really what's the plot yeah, no, okay here's the plot all right so plot is this smoke show American girl she comes to France and she wants to see all this French shit but no, there's all these fucking apartment buildings and shit like that, which I relate to. I actually have a lot of thoughts about this movie. By the way, you like that echo? Yeah, audio quality is pretty bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Real bad. Anyway...
0: point is, you? Where in, are
1: you, are you recording in a cathedral? <laughs> I'm in my parents. So, my parents have a deck, but then Montgomery County was like, you can't have a deck. It has to be a room. So they had to put... So they had to put windows up. So now, yeah, folks, folks, it's me, Matt, the, in the cathedral. I almost said the cathedralist, but then I realized it's not a rank in the church. What's it called? Bishop Matt. Anyway, I almost, I almost asked why you're shouting, but that doesn't really, I mean, that's just, that's, that's just how you do. So, because I think if I shout, then you'll the... Shout over the echo. <laughs> It'll echo less if you're louder. Yeah. <laughs> Is it
2: not worth, is it not working?
1: <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thought process. I have the best thought processes sees. Anyway, this is, such is, episode. this is such a terrible episode. It's one of our worst episodes, but it's okay. What's it called? These pigs will keep coming to the slop. Anyway, what's just it Aaron. It's just Aaron and yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. That's why I say bigs, plural. But not that either one of you are bigs. People I will have to see in real life and talk to. So yes. Anyway, the. But point- oh, you can't. You can't make this sound like this movie is about about like a particular person. Like I think one of the most. Oh, pers- yeah. Hold on, Matt. Let me finish my fucking sentence. Well, why did you start it first? I really. I'm really not in the mood, but I think one of the most indicative things about this movie is, like, just how long the, like, the opening credits go on, and it's, like, like all cast. There are, like, ten pages just of cast, and, like, I I don't think that you get, you get, like, almost no one's, like, actual name, because this is a movie that is almost, like, almost radically just about, like, crowds. yeah. It is just about like large groups of people. Sometimes there's an individual that stands out among them, just sort of interacting with these spaces that have all been constructed for this movie. And it really is about interacting with each other in those spaces, Um, which- I I would say it's really about like, if there's any main character in this movie, Rob, I would say it's really about Paris. I mean, so in some of his past movies, like he, there was more of a central character. You know, uh, I know you wanted a reaction on that one. And I'm not going to give it to you. Um, Why not? Um, because I want to get over this as quickly as get over get this over with as quickly as possible. Um, I don't like the face you're making, um, but uh, that's one just for the two of us because no one else can see. Um, we should release these on our YouTube. I'm going to strangle you to death. Um, but... Uh, did you just get shushed? Oh, no, 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 no. The fuse is fixed. You're going to go back downstairs. Okay. Or should I just stay here? Should I stay here in the cathedral? I don't care, Matt. Did you freeze? Okay. You froze. Okay. You froze. All right. Yeah, so in... In most of Tati's other movies, Tati like played the main character. He has this character Monsieur Monsieur Hello, hello Um who is, you know, he's kinda like you know, he kinda like how like uh, you know, like Chaplin or Keaton, they have like a you know, like a kind of a stock character who like isn't necessarily literally the same character in all of their I guess it is I don't know. Anyway, they have a stock character. Is char- it in Chaplin? Like the tramp, but like yeah, I, I I actually never knew that. Is that like the same character? I think there it's supposed to be a little. It doesn't really matter because he's it's almost he's almost playing more of a type than a person. It's like a very specific yeah. type who could only be like is like embodied thoroughly by Chaplin. But I don't know that you're necessarily supposed to read each Chaplin movie as like the next episode in the continuing adventures of the Tramp. It would almost make no sense if it was. Because, I don't know, like, sometimes he, like, has a kid or a wife at the end of the movie and, like, is alone again in the next one. So, like, it's not, like, there's not necessarily, like, a connected Charlie Chaplin cinematic universe, you know? But, like, yeah. he is playing that character of the tramp in the movies and the continuity doesn't really matter. Um, and I think there's something a little similar going on here. And, like, you know, uh, Monsieur, Monsieur Hulot is kind of, like, he's a little... A little slapsticky. He he's a little Peter Sellersy, um, just in being sort of bumbling. But it's a much more, you know, kind of understated kind of bumbling. It's a little subtler, like yeah. You know, um, like, That's why I understood when you were like, it's not French Three Stooges. Like I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because it's because yeah, because it's because I recently watched some of the Three Stooges. I showed my kids the Three Stooges with my um call it, with my dad and uh, the rest of my family, and like, yeah, like, that is, I forgot how much that is literally just like, man, knucklehead, like, you know, like, it literally is just like, I mean, like, there's a reason why it's like, you know, it's, it's it's like a lot of things where like, you know, the, the people that really did it, not necessarily first, but like, really did it famously, like, why that is like the, like, standard, you know what I mean, why that is like the parody. you know? Yeah, and I mean, I think that like, for a lot of like, like with like the Three Stooges or something, like they, they, like the humor is so big and so broad. It's all like you know, it's all like them walking into things and like injuring themselves. And again, like there is a a similar sort of base setup in that you know it's sort of about a a bumbling dude like inter- again just sort of interacting and being over overmatched by o- interacting with and being overmatched by his environment. But it's it's not like you know, it's not him, like, walking into a rake and it, like, slapping him in the face. It's like... Exactly, yeah. It's like him being confronted with just uh, an indecipherable Kafka-esque, like, mm -hmm, um, world. Or, um, like, an an intercom with a hundred buttons or something. Um, Are you, like, sitting and settled now so we can actually have a fucking conversation? Apparently not. I can't believe you said you were the only professional here.
2: Yes. Okay.
1: But anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I, this is a movie, it's a movie that's hard to talk about in a lot of ways because it, it is kind of very, it's very meandering. It's very like, um, again, it's, it's plotless. Um, It's like, it just sort of move. It really, it, the structure of it is moving from environment to environment. Um, And again, all of the, like, from set to set, basically. Like, it is a series of almost, like, literal set pieces. Um, yeah. Which is why it makes sense that it costs so much money and why it is, like... Look, look like look I just want to say this right now. Like, if for no other reason other than, like... Like, it is such an... Imp- it, 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 you know, it's almost kind of like... It's almost kind of like like Avatar. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Because like, cause you remember, like, the big thing that everyone said... I, I don't know if you got this, but I got this when Avatar came out. People were just like, no, like it's in 3D and like you just got to see it. Like 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 for like the like the visual sense and like bro, like the sets here alone are like insane. And it's not it's not just the sets like cuz again, so much of it is about how people interact with those sets.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: just the the complexity of the blocking and the number of people involved doing so many different complex things like like the the like the, the sort of the showpiece climax of it is this like really long like 45 minute I think scene set in a restaurant or like a nightclub that is just like as impressive, a technical achievement, just again, just based on like the complexity of blocking and number of characters involved and like complexity of the space. Like it's, it's as impressive as like, like any like action set piece I've ever seen. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I don't know what blocking means, but I think I know what you're talking about. Like the, the the movement and organization of bodies within the space. Oh, we're doing bodies and spaces now? Okay, shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, no, 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 but I what mean cuz like cuz they literally filmed like in a re- I mean, I don't like was it this must have been like a real restaurant but like no, no. So every set was constructed for the movie. Really? Like that, that's part of what made it so expensive. Like they built a whole like fake city yeah. out on the edges of Paris somewhere that they called tottyville um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a bit. I did the same thing I do every time. I read the Wikipedia to make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, the you know, the first sequence is set at, like, Orly Airport, uh, which is now Charles de Gaulle. And like, they had to, like, build a fake Orly. Um, mm-hmm. Because they, like, couldn't... One, the other thing that made this movie so expensive was just how long it took to film. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they did, like, 500 shooting days, which is just astronomical and insane. Um, like, fucking like what was it like people talk about how crazy um eyes wide shut was and that was like nine months yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i mean apocalypse now i think it was like two or three hundred and that was like two or three hundred days total Mm -hmm. like not just like and i would playtime was like that's just shooting days like obviously they took days off
2: yeah Um,
1: yeah like um and that's i mean that's really the 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 thing people don't think about in terms of like what makes a movie expensive, like just time. Yeah. Just just the amount of time something takes is really the most expensive thing. Like I remember I talked to, I was on one, like, you know, this like little film shoot I was working on that was like a, you know, it was like a PSA educational thing for like a government organization. One of the dudes who were working with one of the gaffers had worked on one of the Transformers movies as again, just like I don't know, like a gaffer or something, and a gaffer, uh, electrical stuff. Ooh, uh, okay, yeah. Usually, usually related to lighting, I think. But anyway, um, but he, you uh, said that they worked like eighteen-hour days every day because just because uh, every day Marky Mark was on set cost them a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They're just like, yeah, if we can cut one day off the shoot, like that will save us so much money. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the reason why like uh, so much like blood splatter is done through CGI and not squibs now because squibs are time consuming because every time you use a squib, you have to like reset all the costuming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so CGI, even though obviously like, you know, that also involves a certain amount of man hours is fundamentally cheaper because you just have one like dude in a basement somewhere or a team of dudes anyway, working on a computer rather than like, you know the whole production just shutting down for an hour while you get this the the actors into new costuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and I mean like, but I think like it's something here to really like you know like um, I mean like I mean it's tough because on the one hand like I mean money really is the most evil thing in the world. You know what I mean? Okay, we're 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 floating way too far off. Track.
2: Sorry, I was just thinking about it because
1: like this is such I'm a win what i was just resigning myself to not reining you in but continue <laughs> well thank you oh well thank you now that i have your permission um no 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 because like this is such a like because like i mean this is such a like a monumental film like in terms of like just what it did like and in terms of like, like i don't even know if it's important who gives a shit right but like I don't know, man, like I was like blown away. I was like, holy shit. Like, cause over and over cause I expected this to have a plot and just like the sheer number of people, the sheer set design, like all of that, man. Like this is just like, I don't know. and, and But I feel like it does tell a story. Like this is the story. Because what I was really struck by was like this thing of like, of like, do so they keep doing this thing over and over again, right? So the Dime Peace American woman, right? Barbara, I believe her name is. She just keeps wanting to, like, see Paris and see Parisian shit, which, like, I get. Like, I'm the same way when I go on vacation. You know what I mean? But, like, they just keep showing her bullshit, right? And she just keeps seeing bullshit. But then, like, in, like, the reflection of things, she'll see, like, you know, like, um, yeah, I forget what the name of the big basilica is there, but I've been there. Uh, you know, the really big one it's up on the hill. Anyway, what's it called? Is yeah, that- in 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 reflections, every every so often the tourists or they will show like the Eiffel Tower or mm-hmm. the Arc de Triomphe or Notre Dame, you know, yeah. famous Parisian landmarks. And and but the the actual environment the film is set in, the actual Tativille, um, is notably like it is it is it is not identifiable really as Paris because yeah. of, you know it's all like glass and steel skyscrapers. Um, yeah. Which was sort of a new thing, I mean, both worldwide and specifically in Paris at the time. Like, there were, like, a number, like, it was, and it was something that people kind of chafed at a little bit. Like, they felt like it was un-Parisian, you know, there was a... Which is so cute. Yeah, like, there was another film that came out around the same time, directed by Jean-Luc Godard, who made Breathless... Um, called Alphaville, where he it was a science fiction movie, but he just shot it near those buildings because he's like, yeah, it looks like it looks like the future. It doesn't look like Paris. Yeah, we shoot there, and people will think it's the future. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, Tati's films are kind of a. I mean, obviously this film is is very specifically, but it, an undercurrent running through a lot of his films is sort of a almost Ludditeism, but certainly a, an ambivalence towards modernity and technology you know i know mon Mon uncle the the previous film that won the um uh the uh, best foreign language oscar like some people in france sort of rebelled at because they saw it as like uh um they, th- they thought it was made in sympathy with like tea party esque like tax protesters from like the provinces, yeah. Um, because it's about this like you know it's it's an, a film that is much more specifically centered on Monsieur Hulot, who's like again sort of like openly provincial and like yeah. you know good natured but bumbling. You know, yeah. which, um, which like, in it, case you're, in case anyone isn't aware, like the term like provincial, like like I mean like they're like in France that's like all like basically the French weren't like the French until, like, relatively recently in history. Like, 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 they didn't all speak, like, French, even. Like, provincial is, like, an actual, like, almost completely separate language than French. Like... Yes, like, also, provincial is a word in English, too. Well, oh, yes, okay, but also, I'm saying this has... Can like, I finish my point?
2: I'm so, I so anyway, I had it, more candy to eat.
1: Yes, yeah, so anyway, in that movie, you know, the, you've got the setup where there's this you know, very provincial guy who lives in, like, a traditional, like, Parisian suburb who is then, you know, going over to, like, interact with his, uh, his, like, brother-in-law who lives in, you know, a very modern, like, glass and steel, like, compound. And yeah. he, it's a film that is, like, make, gets a lot of comedy out of the, like, the absurd modernity of their home where everything is automated but doesn't really work correctly yeah like same thing in this movie they did right which is you get a lot of that like him specifically although this movie is much more democratic in its focus like it isn't really specific there are sections that are clearly focused on monsieur hello but there are a lot of sections again that are just focused on crowds Um, but interacting with very sterile modern environments that are designed to be like very automated and efficient but in ways that clearly don't work well uh, can i say something before i forget it yeah absolutely I was just of my i on with my statement thank you yeah it's one of my it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie there's a scene towards the end where like you know basically like like there's this american guy and he rocks by the way one of my favorite characters oh yeah like. the big swing in texas dick yeah yeah, yeah. he's so cool like that's, that's what it made me realize is that like you know, Americans, we get a lot of shit, but, like, as a people, like, we're so cool. Like, we're just... Yeah, I mean, and, like, the French think so, too. Like, they yeah. complain about us a lot, but they love American movies. They think... Oh, yeah. They, they resent us, but they also think we are the coolest at the same time. Yeah, way. because that's the thing. And that's the thing. It's like, And that is, like, if you want to have, like, like 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 a really good worldview as an american you just realize like look i'm really cool but i'm also like kind of the worst and you just kind of realize that and you're like yeah okay that's the thing yeah like you want to talk shit in america sure totally fair but at the same time we're cool too but 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 there's this scene where he's like where he's like 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 where the, it's after the big party and everything, right? And they're going to they're all going to to the drugstore next door to get caught, which is such a like. I was like, I wish that was a thing. Now I wish like drugstores were like that, where it was just like, yeah, it's a drugstore, but it's also like my family used to also own got, something like a soda shit. jerk and shit. My family literally used to own something like that in um, what's it called down on like uh, near like the U Street corridor in DC. You get it? You're Jewish. Well, no, well, also, I mean, I may, I may. well, that' because no, no, well, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, very much so. And uh, Jews need to calm down, by the way. I'm, I can say that. We do. As people, we need to calm down. But anyway, no, 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 no. This is part of a broader point that I wanted to make, also, separate from the point I'm making now, because, what's it called? But let me finish. Uh, anyway, no, but there's this beautiful scene where like, where, like, he's just, like, you know, they're all going across the street, and it's, like, you know, like, they've been up partying all night, and it's, like, early morning, and he just goes, ah, I love Paris at this time of day right, 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 this time of morning, and there's, like, these two, like, laborers out there, like, digging a hole in the street, and they just kind of, like, look up at him and, like, look at each other, because it's, like, Paris, this is morning buddy, I'm at work, you know what I mean? Like, like, like for all of, like, the, you know, I think, like, what people think about, like, Paris, and, like, oh, my God, oh, it's so beautiful, like, they're also just, Fucking schlubs just working, you know what I mean? Like guys just trying to make a fucking buck, trying to start the but. Like, what do you mean? I've been a what's it called? I went to bed at eight a.m. or at eight p.m. last night because I had to wake up at four a.m. for work. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's something that I really enjoy. I enjoyed that specific scene, but also what I kept thinking of is because, like, like you know, like you know, like my family's been in like like in D.C. for like over a hundred years. You know what I mean? And like to the point where like this is what I know. Like, I don't really have family, like, I have family, like, out of town, but they all, like, they're all basically transplants to the places they live. Not my cousins, of course, but, like, my aunts and uncles, like, yeah, they're all transplants, which is so funny when they try to be, like, oh, I'm Texan. It's, like, shut the fuck up. No, you're not. But anyway, whatever. Point is, right, is that, like, is that, like, I recently got a job in downtown D.C., and so I'm in downtown D.C., and I'm looking around, and I, like, don't recognize it. Like, I, I almost got lost walking to my job in like the only place I'm basically from. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like I just didn't recognize any sort of like anything like down there. Because I don't go to downtown I haven't I it's been a while since I've like regularly gone downtown. You know what I mean? And just like everything just looks like 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 it looks like this fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't know you're in DC if you went to downtown DC. Like you just wouldn't know. Like and, and yeah, I think there, there is architecture down there that is distinctive, obviously. I mean, there's all that, like, yeah. you know, Greek and Romanesque stuff, but there's a, there is also a lot of anonymous architecture, and that's kind yeah. of the, the point that they're making. Like, there's the yeah. scene fairly early, early on in the movie where they go to a, like a travel agency, and it has, like, posters of all the world capitals. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Mexico City, Berlin, uh, London, yeah. and each one is just, you know, the name of the city over, like, the like, same building. A picture of the same, like, glass and steel skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, no, and
2: that- yeah.
1: That's kind of, like, that's really the whole first half of the movie is, like, these very, like, sterile, modernist spaces. Like, like half of them look like they're on the fucking Death Star. Yeah. Know? And, like, th- even the way that, like, people move within them, like, the first ten minutes are- at Orly are, like, kind of tough to watch because there's, yeah. very, li- there's very little happening. And, like, they haven't even really, like, it's, it's kind of just establishing this oppressive mood where, like, you're just watching people move about the space and, and and you don't sort of realize what the movie is doing, but it's kind of training you to see how people are interacting with their environment. where everyone is just, you know, everyone is walking in straight lines, perfectly in sync with the architecture. No one is deviating. It's all very clearly mannered and ordered and purposeful and like everyone is just going along with this automation and it's very gray and the the lighting is very cold and stark and like it's totally airless and lifeless Mm -hmm. um and so like i mean there are sections of this movie that honestly do kind of drag for me Mm -hmm. like there are sections that really sing but like that section is like is is almost it feels like educational just in terms of like the movie is teaching you how to watch it yeah um, but like takes a minute to get going. And then there there are sections later on in the movie where like it feels like a bit might go on too long, honestly. Like there's this really I honestly the the most famous bit from the movie is like the scene where it's it's showing you these like you know, almost like um these these series of apartments. Um and each one is like, you know, just a big glass window. Yeah. Letting, letting you see into the whole apartment and so it's got like you know a, a series of these little boxes where each one is almost like a diorama yeah and looking in from the, from the street so you can see all these people in their own little dioramas and the way it's filmed it looks like what people are doing in one box is like almost like influencing the people in the other box like there's the scene where in one apartment a man is like taking off his clothes and then in the next department over, a woman is looking over with interest as if she's like watching him strip with mm-hmm. interest. Where she's actually like watching her TV, but just the way it's filmed it makes it look like he's yeah. like getting horned up for him, which was a scene that was actually banned in some countries, which is almost hilarious to think about because it is totally non risque. I
2: I, mean, I, I literally really didn't have, even Yeah.
1: Yeah, obviously just the presence of a sexual undertone was, you know, apparently just that's not something you're allowed to have in nineteen. 19- think of fucking whatever. glass of water. You know what I mean? Drink a fucking glass of water. No, but I mean, I mean, like that's. I mean, I don't know. I'm someone that likes to read a lot in the movies because you know I'm a sophisticant. But you know what I mean. But like, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, like, like. I was talking to a guy at my new job, and he was telling me that like he lives like five minutes from the office, and all I could think was like, that's so fucking sad. Not because of like. Well, also I was very jealous because I was like, that sounds very nice to be five minutes from your job, but also at the same time it was also like seven minutes from my job, baby. It's pretty great. It, uh, right right but at least you're somewhere with some fucking character like i'm sorry like 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 because like yeah like those big like yeah like like because like the whole thing like because like part of that scene is like Monsieur hulot like seeing this guy that he was in like the army with which is very funny to imagine Monsieur hulot in the army because oh, it he- happens like four times he keeps running into people from the army yeah 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 yeah, yeah. just but but actually you know what uh, tati actually was in the army did you know that I feel like everyone of his generation probably was. Yeah. Well, he was in the army uh, in like the twenties in like a reserve regiment basically. But then he got like reactivated for world war II, and he like saw action and then they lost. And then he just was like, okay, he just went back to Paris and just like, but it's just so funny to imagine like fighting the Nazis and then just the Nazis just being like, all right, go home. It's like, okay, sorry. Sorry for fighting you and losing, but like, you know, but like, I don't know. I mean, but like, that's the thing, like, but like his army buddy, like, it really seems like he's trying to, you know, like, like it shows this scene of like him, like, you know, like, 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 like almost kind of like putting on this show to almost show Hulo, like, Oh, like, look at this. Oh, look at this. You know, Oh, we're going to show you this. Line. Oh, look at the TV. Would you like this? And like this whole thing. And it's like, and it's like, I don't know, like, 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 like and then like Hulo leaves. Right, and then they basically they just pack it all in. You know what I mean? They just the his army buddy, his wife, and and their daughter all just pack it all in, and they just basically go their separate ways in the in the apartment. Right? But they only came together as this presentation for this man. And as soon as he leaves, it's everyone's like, okay, we're good. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, and I mean that's that's kind of the whole first half of the movie is this very like, again, just sort of inhuman icy world. The Luddites were right. And it minds some, like, it, it, I think, I think the, the second half is really where the movie really comes to life. But the first, like, there's a lot of good stuff in the first half, especially with
2: yeah.
1: Hulo in the office building, where, um, Oh, man. He's, like, trying to find this guy. I don't think we even know why he's trying to find him. He's, like, to get a job, maybe? That's what I assumed. It, it doesn't really matter, though. All we really need to know is that he needs to find him, and that's enough for... Because what it turns into is, is this weird, like, Kafka-esque version of the Roadrunner, where he's just... He's got this goal he's going after, and he just can't get it because he's overmatched by it, just by the space itself. Like, there's, yeah. like... This massive intercom, the guy can't figure out, you know, just it's, it's the, the whole place is like a maze. He kept get, keeps getting swept up in like tides of businessmen who like push him to places he's not trying to go. He gets like stuck on the elevator. Like it's just a whole series of cascading like interruptions to him accomplishing what he's trying to accomplish as if the, like the space itself was working against him. Like the movie mines a lot of like comedy out of that. Um, but it 's really in the the second half where the movie comes alive, like starting with like the nightclub scene, um, which again is like takes up the bulk of the second half of the movie, but is where the tone starts to shift like the the way the movie is filmed even shifts a little bit where it's the colors are sort suddenly much warmer mm-hmm. and really i mean the the whole second half of the movie almost is just this sort of sustained building chaos of this it's a it's an an opening of a nightclub that like the construction hasn't even finished on like by the time they open and so like they start letting in patrons and they're like still like figuring out like they're still like putting down the last tiles and like just everything sort of builds from that little note of discord out into this like this chaos that is sort of beautiful because it enlivens the place like yeah and it's just, it's a series of like, of just little individual bits and character notes that just sort of compound on each other and get like progressively like more yeah absurd and louder. And I don't know, just just talk to me, baby. They're like, they're like 10 different bits that I would want to highlight in this. Oh man, no, there's so many. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, it really is just like like, like that nightclub scene. And it's not even a nightclub. It's supposed to be a fucking restaurant. Like it's not. have a dance floor. Well, no, yeah, it has a dance floor, but it's like not like, but like, I feel like a nightclub, like, 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 this is like a fancy restaurant that has like dancing, right? But it's not like, because, because they're not just kind of, they're not just letting anyone in here. You know what I mean? Which I guess nightclubs kind of do too. Well, they aren't, but, 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 but to highlight my personal favorite bit, the, um, Monsieur Hello, when he arrives, he walks through the glass door. Yeah, shatters it, which sort of symbolically starts to allow the riffraff to enter. Mm-hmm. And but but like the doorman has to keep like the, his solution to there no longer being a door is to just hold out the door handle, pretending as if there is still a glass door. Yep. yep. Well, like insist on making people wait for him to like pretend to open the door just by swinging open the handle. Yep. It's like such a stupid but great visual bit. The 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 character I related to absolutely the most in this movie was the doorman. He will like take the door handle to like other doors and like hold it there. Like yep, yep. Just yep. Doesn't look like he is doing his job. Yep, but, like, over and over. Yeah, there's there's that scene after all of it when they all go over to the coffee place and he drives the truck over and just goes loudly, "Oh no, it's broken down." Oh well, just leaves it there in the street just yeah. so he doesn't have to find parking. Yeah, but like when the glass shatters, like the. Yeah. Like all these like non hoity-toity drunks get in like and like they keep getting like the the bouncers keep like grabbing them from the bar and like jazzy jeffing them out the door. But like like the the neon sign for the nightclub is like this like spiraling arrow that like points back inside. So they'll like get thrown out, look up, see this arrow like pointing them back inside, and like sort of like stumble following its path back in. Yeah, it's a it's a totally visual bit, so you can't really describe it that well. But it, it's it's really
2: it's quite delightful.
1: Oh no, it's so cool. And then there's that one that one guy. They just he just keeps falling off the bar stool. So someone just turns over the bar stool and puts him in it like a cage. Yeah, and it keeps him up, right? No, I mean like that's the thing. I mean like I mean like it starts. I mean it starts off. I think you're right. Like it starts off like 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 they're like like they're just having trouble with just like the architecture and everything like that. But then like you know and then like the chairs like they're supposed to be like crowns like they're iron chairs and they keep like ripping um waiters clothes but not only that they're also leaving imprints in everyone's back yeah like and and so (laughs) so but so there's this one poor waiter one of the one of the best bits is he just basically just becomes like the clothing dispensary for the rest of the waiters whose clothes keep getting torn so they just keep going to him and change uh, go ahead yeah, he's he's the first one to get his clothes torn by the chair. So then, everyone, yeah. after that, everyone who has any damage, to any of their clothing, just comes out and like trades with him. So yeah. by the end of the night, he's just wearing like all of the ruined clothing, so that everyone else can keep doing their job. Like he looks like just a, like he lost a fight with like a, a blender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's just so resigned, and he just keeps going like, why, why, why does this keep happening to me? But he just keeps trading over and over again. And then um, they let in this, like, one dude, right? Who, like, uh, who's, like, uh, they just let in this, like, black dude. And, and first they were going to just kick him out. And then he was just like, oh, right. And he just goes, okay. And just turns around. And then they go, oh, wait, no, you have a tux with the band? And he just goes, well, yes, I am. Right? And so he just goes and just starts, like, fucking slamming it on the trumpet. And it turns into, like, a huge, like, dance bit, right? Which then like I mean they basically basically the entire place just gets ruined. And then the American guy just takes the ruin section, and he's like, I'll buy this. And so turned- what ha- no no no. What happens is the the American guy convinces Mon Hulot to like Try and like grab this section of the like the the roof just like to see if he can touch it, and Hulo pulls it down accidentally. Yeah. Then he turned like it sort of creates this partition, and so the American guy is just like, "This section is mine now," and creates this like like almost like, again like a, like he play acts owning a section of the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, only people with the like the chair imprint on the back of their jackets are allowed to come in. That's just a yeah. tool he invents for himself. Like it's it's just it's like. It's just, it really captures the spirit of, like, one of those parties where, like, everything is going totally off the rails, but everyone is having such a good time with it, they just go with it. Going, yeah. Like, the band... the best parties! Yeah, just the band just, like, walks off the stage at one point, they're just like, I'm done with this shit, and they just, like, find some woman in the crowd to play who can play piano and just go with it, and it's like at that point they're kind of at the point of the night where everyone just wants to sing like emotional songs anyway and so they do that until like the break of dawn but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so it's so i mean that's the thing is that what i felt like was like the first half is like setting a stage of like this is the horrible future you're in which is now your present. welcome and then the latter half because like you know like basically like i mean like I think if there is a main character in here, I think you can argue it's Barbara because... I don't, I, think, I don't think that's the point. I think that's finding a main character is antithetical to the film, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But, uh, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there is one, it's her, because she is the because the American. She's the outsider. She's the person viewing all of this for the first time, and possibly the only time in her life, right? You know what I mean? When's the next time you're gonna be in fucking Paris, right? And so like, but, go ahead, I think it's worth noting that she arrives with a group she's there as part yes. of a a group of American tourists who are on like some you know tourism package you know, she's like the youngest one by far yeah, it's a guided tour, and we sort of are, are, the film begins with them arriving at Orley and ends with them returning to the airport but the the arc of the film is um by the by the end after you know they've after experiencing this sort of liberating night at the nightclub suddenly this environment that seems so you know lifeless and automated has suddenly like been imbued with this like almost like carnival spirit you yeah. know so they they go back out into like the you know the main thoroughfare with all these glass buildings and it suddenly seems alive and vibrant like the mm-hmm. one of the last big like set pieces is this thing where you know, there's a traffic roundabout and a kid puts a uh, a quarter in a parking meter and then pulls it. And then what it, it see- almost like magically like activates all the cars in the circle as if they were a carousel.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's just,
1: they're all, you know, driving around the circle set to like this very bouncy circus music and like um, just everything suddenly it, there are like, you know, all these little, it's injected with so much mirth um, there are like cars bouncing on hydraulic lifts that they pass by that almost seem like I don't know, just as like if, they're dancing almost. Like they're dancing, yeah. yeah. Um no, and well, and that's what I was saying. I think that like this nightclub scene is the rebellion, right? Is that like cause you are cause because we all are. We all are put in this thing of like, This is your mode, this is what you are doing, this is what you are doing in order to propel the society forward and in return. Uh, We will pay you to not, and you will not starve, right? But make sure you're doing this thing, right? Make sure you're doing this, right? And, like, you know, it's all very, like, bloodless. And then, like, but then at the end of the day, like, people are still fucking people. People are still going to, like, 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 like. you put enough people together, you're going to get a good time eventually. You know what I mean, right? Right? You put enough people, and 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 yeah. The thing that's. It's like the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that seems to liberate people is, is an attitude of just break shit and have fun. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Matt,
1: Matt it's all just playtime.
2: Right. Oh my God, that's the name of the
1: movie. Yeah, I mean, the, Tati has said that his his goal was that he wanted the real movie to start when you left the theater. He wanted to, you what know, a fucking French thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to give you a renewed and rejuvenated perspective to carry with you out into the world. Yeah, I finished this movie about two in the morning. I was, I, I, I went to bed. Yeah, that's fair. fair. Yeah, but.
2: But well, no, but there certainly is a
1: part of like tonight is look not to date it, but <laughs> not to date it. But you froze. Somebody... What? You said not to date it, and then you immediately froze. What's it got? Oh, I said tonight's Halloween night. And there, you know what I was thinking earlier? What's it got? I was thinking like, man, I would love to go dancing. You know what I mean? I'd love to go out and cut a rug, do something, have some fun. It's Halloween tradition of going dancing. Oh yeah, but you know what I mean, right? You go to like a Halloween party. You go, you have fun. Like you know what I mean, like. Like, 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 because there's running. that's like, 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 God, like, life is so fucking short. You just gotta go out there and have some fucking fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, this really is ultimately a very joyous movie, which is why I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There are absolutely problems with this movie. This isn't a perfect movie, but this is like, this is a movie I think that people should see. You should see it. Folks see it. There you go.
2: contemporary little deeper, oh. dig a little deeper oh. contemporary. Oh. take a little deeper our oh. has been contemporary little deeper take a little deeper oh. diggle a little
1: deeper oh. diggle a little deeper oh. take oh. a little deeper all right well i uh, would you like to move on to hubert halloween I would love to move on to Hubert Halloween. P.U.B. Anyway. Roll the trailer. Roll the trailer. I wish I had more candy.
2: Well, hello, my ghouls and goblins. I know you've got your costumes picked out for the frightful festivities. To your party and I hope you all get more treats
0: than tricks. wish to partner's.
2: Good guy. Hubie Dubois is the nicest guy in this
0: town. Here are some happy Halloween word searches. You can pass it out to the kids.
2: Thank you so much.
0: As a trained volunteer, I know what it's like when this spooky fun gets out of hand.
2: Yeah! <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The supermarket's selling expired bacon. Janet at the library has not been herself lately. I heard a voice in the sewer. I'm sorry, I didn't recognize her.
1: Pretty impressive how long he's been a loser. Oh, <sighs> messing with Shooby Dubois, ah! The Salem tradition. <laughs> you
0: gotta expect a scare here or there. There's something off in this town. Mr. Lambert? <laughs> Mr. Lambert? Is that you? Salem PD? Yeah, you're over Hubie DuBois.
2: People are strange. When you're a stranger, faces look
0: up Salem needs me.
1: What are you going to do, Mr. DuBois?
0: We're going to do every October 31st. Make sure every city is protected. No one in Salem is safe tonight. So, would you lose your thermos? Oh, That'll never happen. Anyway.
2: We got an unsolved mystery here. Dumb. I you know who did
1: this? Not now, Yubi. Mayor, I suggest we cancel Halloween immediately. We ain't canceling our damn
2: thing. <laughs> this is some Dateline NBC shit. You're the best person I know. That's why you're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Hello? Help me, Help me. Help <sighs> me.
1: Welcome back from the trailer. Alright, Rob, why don't you you know what? Let's switch it up. Rob, why don't you take us through Huey Halloween? Oh, I don't even really remember how this plot goes.
2: All right, I'll do it. Anyway. Don't so- we, don't,
1: we don't need to do the plot. The plot is um, Adam Sandler is autistic for Halloween. Um, <laughs> and uh, Julie Bowen is desperate to fuck him because he's. That woman, that woman, you can't be around her when she's around him, buddy. Or else you want to know what your barometer is going to get messed up. Let me tell you something. Right? coming in with a human front he gets okay. my drift We're just, there's there's a scene so he, he's a man child who's really into halloween and she's like a divorcee with kids and there's some nefarious stuff going down and he's made it his life's mission to stop anything nefarious from happening on halloween because of reasons who cares because, Those, yeah the- literally yeah it's literally like like i just love halloween like, okay. do, you know, do you know why this movie was made, Matt? This movie was made because they knew that if they made a movie with Adam Sandler about Halloween, it would be played every Halloween by every child for the next 20 to 20 billion years. That's right. I, I, no, I, this is my new Halloween movie. But, but I mean, even like the, like, the, like the spooky Happy Madison logo, like at the beginning of the movie, lets you know exactly what kind of movie you're going to be watching. Exactly. Exactly, it does. I was happy to see it. I was happy Madison to see it.
2: Ugh. What's the problem? What's the uh, problem? Uh, so Is problem? Is there a problem? He froze. I didn't freeze. I just
1: <laughs> stopped. Like, mentally, I froze. My connection didn't freeze. Julie Bowen wants to fuck him so bad. Okay, yeah. Like, there's... There's a scene where like she is like doing that th- like doing that thing where she's like trying to walk him up to the edge of asking her out. Like despite being like an incredible seemingly incredibly accomplished like grown ass adult woman, she just can't
2: yeah. ask him out. Um, There's
1: also like Julie Bowen who's like I uh, like I was I watched this movie with my dad which was the way to go. And yeah. and what's it called? And uh it's a very much a me and my dad type of movie. Right? And I was just like, and I was just like, God, she's so fire. And he was like and, and, he, and he was like, Matt, I think she's like almost my age. And I was like, doesn't doesn't change a thing. Doesn't change a thing. She's no. so fire. She's like she's like the most put together person in this movie by far. By far. Seems to be killing it as a single mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is a single mom. Yeah, of course, you know, in all movie logic, she's a single mom waitress who lives in a who lives in a giant house.
2: You yeah. Know what I mean?
1: No, don't don't think too hard about it. But yeah. She, she looks like Ju- Julie Bowen, which yeah. is like an. Just, just. For her. Yes. Just. Like, you imagine looking like that? I literally can't. Um, <laughs> but. But, like, despite all of this, the thing that she has wanted to do for all her life is. She just, was in second grade, Rob! In second grade, she's wanted nothing more than to. than to, than it's to have Hubert Halloween. <laughs> she's wanted nothing she's wanted nothing but to fuck this man who is like listen they can't call him autistic because when you said autistic okay. for many- in in my notes i just put down like there's no there's no way around this like there's no polite way to say this the only yeah. way that you can describe the voice adam sandler is doing is retard voice
2: exactly yes
1: yes like- yes He's not supposed to be mentally challenged. Like, yes. He seems like he, li- like he's, a, you know, sort of a pathetic Adam Sandler movie who's yeah. a Sandler character who's like... Yeah, he works in a grocery he, store. He lives with his mom at like 57 or whatever Adam Sandler is. Yeah. But like, he's not supposed to be mentally challenged. Is just yeah. like, a like... I mean, it's kind of funny to be playing a man-child at 30 when you're playing a man-child at like, again, like 50 or whatever he is now. It's like genuinely kind of worrying yeah totally different feel yeah like um but like again isn't supposed to be mentally challenged she just has this voice that is like a you know, like one of those Adam Sandler voices that's funny if you do it for five minutes on on SNL. But it's like I literally thought. Can I say I literally thought he was going to do this for like five minutes, and then like after ten minutes, I was like, oh, he's just doing this the whole movie, huh? No, again, literally in my notes is is he going to do this voice the whole time?
2: <laughs> I know, I know. It's in,
1: it's an insane choice. It's an insane choice. Like. Bobby Boucher was one thing because the whole point of that movie is that he's like a Cajun guy, so like, okay, you can do, it. and that voice is fine. I like the Water Boy, but like, man, this is—I mean, no, literally, you know what he's like? You know what he's like? He's like—he's uh... He's like if his character in Rain Over Me had a had a brother who was really into Halloween. Kind of, yeah, it's not that far off from that, but he's—he's—he's—he's yeah. he's, he's, he's like like. I mean, like I think someone else put it like in Rain Over Me. He's like a like a nine eleven retard, basically, right? Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, I'm sorry, I'm folks, I'm sorry. All right, but this is like if how. don't we... be mad at anyone, you have to be mad at Adam Sandler.
2: We didn't do this. Yeah, he
1: did. But okay, so all of this being said, like Julie Bowen is still horny for Hubert Halloween. Like, wants she wants. <laughs> She wants to lick his cum off the fucking walls too much. much. Way too much. Please calm down. Drink a glass of water. Oh, my God. This is a family podcast, Matt. But anyway. Anyways. (laughs) Jesus wants to go to his his cum wall like a goddamn... (laughs) Why would you double down? Why would you make the choice there to double down? (laughs) Because <laughs> it's also funny to imagine Hubie Halloween having a cum wall. No one made you do that, Matt. <laughs> oh, man, I hope my job doesn't find this podcast.
2: I hope it does. But... I can
1: never tell anyone about this podcast. It, anyway, but yeah, so there, there's a scene like halfway through the the film where she has to like, again, like, take him by the shoulders and like metaphorically like walk him up to the line of like asking her out like please please just just ask if we can fuck i just for whatever reason i need you to initiate this knowing full well that you are a a man child but like the way that she she talks to him about like oh you're you're such a special guy you're such a nice guy is the is the way like this is this is one of one of many fundamental problems in this movie. The way that she has to talk to him is the way that like a mom talks to their like awkward child to like encourage them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like despite being at least like a, a few years older than Julie Bowen, like the scene still has like weird seps- sexy stepmom vibes. Like yes. every time they like have a quote unquote romantic scene, kind of I don't know. It it, it feels is. like it's about to take a weird like a weird like just a weird. Horny turn. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, uh, it's not in a good way. No, 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 no. It is. It is a deeply strange movie. Like yeah. it is. Like 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 in the choices. And I think like the biggest thing is that like because like if he made this movie in like the nineties, this would be considered one of the best Halloween movies. I mean, this would be like you when know, people get fucking horny about goddamn Hocus Pocus or fucking Halloween Town and all that shit. You know what I mean? People are just like only nineties kids, and it's like. Fucking right there, right? Whatever. But well, no, this, I don't like anything. This movie will be that for kids who are growing up now, because the only reason people like those movies is because they were on a lot when they were a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. It's, no. it's just nostalgia, and that's fine. But it's you know it doesn't mean they're good. But but that's the thing. Is that like? Is that like? Is that like? What's insane about this movie, I think specifically, or at least for me, at least me watch. I don't know if like a bunch of like 16 year olds watch this and they're just like, Oh, that's fine. I can't imagine a 16 year old watching this and liking this. Like yeah, that's that's one of the questions I had. Who is, who is this movie for? For me, it's for people like, it's for people like me that like grew up watching Adam Sandler and loving Adam Sandler. It's for people like R.A. It's for millennials. So it's, it's too childish for that. Like, I'm sure that, People like you will watch it, but like, this is definitely a movie that is like, I think supposed to be for children, but it's also way too sexual for that. It's, it, it it's supposed to be for like, for like, I mean, that's the thing. This is insane. This movie is insane because it, 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 and also part of the reason why I honestly loved it and why I'm going to watch it every year. Why I'm going to make you watch it every year with me is because. You do that. What? I'm not going to do that. You you've said you're not gonna do so much. That you said you weren't gonna record tonight, and here we are. I actually didn't say that. You spiritually said it. That's untrue. But anyway, continue. What's it called? Anyway, you're watching it with me next year. Anyway, um, once again, moving on. What's again, No, yeah, you said yes. There you go. Moving on. Uh, what's it called? Uh, that's a contract. That's a verbal contract. I am a lawyer, and I will. At your point. At your point what's called? you have this is a tort anyway to your point i'm getting to my point if you would stop interrupting me anyway my, my point is is that what's it called is that like this movie felt so much like 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 he was trying to make like happy gilmore like billy madison or like one of those like it felt like one of those because they basically just recycled a lot of the same jokes and even literally the exact same fucking people julie bowen got her start uh, I mean, I'm sure she was, on, I know she was on other shit, but like the first, like, yeah, she's, uh, what was, uh, Modern Family, like, she's, she's, but before me, Modern it. Family, you know no. what her first role was? I, I know, it was in either, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one it was, yeah, but, like, she's, she's, I, she would only need money after starring on Modern Family for a decade or whatever, like, if she had, like, a bad gambling or, like, coke problem, which would surprise me. I don't know, Julie owen's life but like she probably didn't do this because she needed the money like julie if that's true i can change you okay be quiet that's creepy um what is not but like yeah like they do clearly like get like a ton of people to um like show up for these movies like ben stiller has a cameo in the opening credits uh as his character from happy gilmore kevin james i mean kevin james doesn't have anything better to do but he's in here talking about how he testified a guy he he says at one point that he testified against a guy who's been in jail since the carter administration which i feel i feel like he would have to be he would have had to give that testimony as like a four-year-old right yeah like yeah yeah they don't don't explain it but regardless moving on um Ray Liotta is here, like, actively fighting the urge to, like, pitch chantics to the camera, like, every five seconds, but. <laughs> like, he, he looks and talks exactly like he does in those ads. Yeah, like, yeah. He's so cool. Ray Liotta, so, Ray Liotta. Academy Award nominee Ray Liotta. I don't think he is. Well, I think he is for Goodfellas. No, no, he famously did not get a nomination for Goodfellas. Like, that's one of the, like, like uh, um, most famous snubs in history. You're looking it up, but I'm telling you, man. No, I could have sworn, because I looked at up. I could have sworn. He, no. no, he received a Golden Globe nom- nomination. Yeah. Fuck you, who cares? God damn it, that's so fucking, you know what? Let me, can you mute me so I can threaten the Academy? No, but I do want to see who else was nominated that year. Um, on earth could that have been? How do you not nominate good fellas? It's, it's like, I look, I I think a lot of people blow up a lot of like movies like that way too much, but like, that's a legitimately very good movie. Okay, I want to, I want to just see who the okay, so Tom Hanks won for Forrest Gump. Um, which uh, we all love tom hanks but like that is not a performance that has aged well Um, yeah no yeah yeah no no it is not although you know what they do give joe pesci joe pesci did win best supporting actor so i'll take that he also he gave the coolest acceptance speech of all time which he just he walked up and said it's my pleasure thank you and then walked off Oh, that's so cool. The only thing cooler he's ever done is when he threatened to beat up Sinead O'Connor because she tore up a picture of the Pope.
2: Yeah, you, know. you ever see that? Yeah, he's a cool guy.
1: Italian um, Americans are some of the fucking just, just God bless them. They love two things: they love Christopher Columbus and the Pope. Why did I? think I'm looking at the wrong year. I don't know why I thought that. Goodfellas was ninety-four. That's weird. John wasn't
2: gonna uh what's it called? Yeah, nineteen ninety. Wow, Jesus, that was way off. Okay, let me let me look at this. Okay, hold on. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: Um oh you know who won that year?
2: Who? Uh
1: Jeremy Irons for Reversal of Fortune where he plays the the guy who killed his wife and was represented by Alan Dershowitz. Um, (gasps) Oh my God, what? Are you serious? So then, uh, also up there, nominated Kevin Costner for Dances with Wolves. Yep. Uh, Robert De Niro for Awakenings, which is not a uh, movie I remember, but it's apparently sort of a biopic of Oliver Sacks which Robert De Niro is an interesting casting choice for a scientist. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I read to you? This is an insane one. Actor in a supporting role, right? So Pesci won. One of the nominees here, you ready? Yeah. Al Pacino for Dick Tracy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) What the fuck? They will sometimes just give you a, a nomination just based on your name. I mean... See Robert De Niro in Awakenings. I don't know. Maybe he's great as. Oh wait, no, he doesn't play Oliver Sacks. Never mind. He plays Leonard. I don't know who that is, but it's just the idea. Of scientist Robert De Niro is really funny to me. But I would love to fucking see that too. Oh, no, nope. you, know you know who did play it? Who? Robin Williams. Oh, okay. There you go. After Robin Williams, but damn it. actually, you want to know who beat out Scorsese that year for director? Was it Kasner? It was Costner. Yeah. God, death to. Well, I can't say that, but you know what? You guys know what I was gonna say. Yeah, we couldn't put that one together at all. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. What other? Yeah. Listen, you can't prove what I was gonna. Death. Death to Smoochie, A great movie. But yeah, we were just uh, we were talking about the 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 cast in this movie. You know, you got uh just on top of everything like,
2: <laughs> i forgot we were talking about UV halloween
1: we we got way off track but like you got you got tim meadows here you got maya rudolph here like you got all of like snl from like 1990 to like 2005 yeah pretty much and i mean like i feel like and, like that's pretty standard for these like happy madison movies yeah. like yeah I, like i feel like they must just be a ton of fun to make oh my god can you imagine yeah like, clearly that doesn't translate at all on screen, but, like... Did you not like this movie? I thought it was fine. I thought it was aggressive. Like, like, the, like, edit its superstructure, it is a deeply creepy movie about, like, just, again, the whole relationship between Sandler and Julie Bowen is super weird. Like, his character yeah. is way too aggressively strange. Yeah. Like, it, even in, like, his the parts where he's just, like, horny for Halloween vengeance or, like, justice or whatever. feels yeah. Like, it feels like a character, like, as, like, this is, like, a movie written by the Observe and Report guy about himself. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that, I mean, I mean, how big a town is Salem, Massachusetts? But, like, I don't know. It's It wasn't, like, moment to moment, it wasn't, like, aggressively awful enough. Like, it wasn't, um, what's the fucking so on? Yeah. Um, could not stop from, like, either throwing propaganda or, like, ball waggling at you. It was just, you know, the individual bits were, like, not funny. Like, there's a fucking, like, Canadian girlfriend joke in here. Like, if, no if. No one does I, that anymore. If I can write the joke for you, it isn't a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I should be able to write the joke, because, because, uh, because ethnically I'm half joke writer. But, uh, what's it called? That's a good joke. Anyway, because I wrote it. Anyway, um, no, but yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, did you watch this with anyone? No. Okay. I was curious to see if you watched this with your with your girlfriend because I'm really curious what she would say about it because I kind of feel like she's almost kind of the target for it. although maybe not. I don't no. know. For, I, I'm not entirely her sure. It's us. It has to be oh. us. Matt, it's kids. It's kids. This How is It' is kids. kids? It's too sexual. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's a bad kids movie. Yeah, that's true. You know what, it's a it's a I mean, kid movie. It's for, like, I think, like 10 to 12-year-old boys. Actually, yeah, that would play off great, actually. Yeah. That's what that it was for. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That actually, yeah, yeah, like me at like 10 or 12, like I would have fucking loved this movie. Like he's doing a retard voice. It's great. Yeah. Julie Bowen's so hot. I, th- I think there was probably a way to make this work. Like there's the, the scene where like, like to make this character work, like obviously you gotta ditch the voice, but like for the most part he's like he's just he's too pathetic really like like i mean his pathetic- his like he's pathetic to the level where like he is the like the the pathetic center of the universe, like Adam Sandler must be the center of whatever filmic universe he is in, like every child in this town seems to exist solely to torment him. Like, everyone in this town like is either Julie Bowen and desperate to fuck him, or like everyone else and just desperate to bully him and exist for no other purpose. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing, but stop. Pay attention to me, Matt. Um, I As a bit, I typed in Julie Bowen's swimsuit because I was like, what would I do at 10? That's not a bit. You just you wanted to see that, Matt. You can say bit, but that's not what that word means. I was crazy. laughing as I did it, so I think that's a bit. That's okay. Whatever. Um, but like, there's the one scene where I think the character like makes sense as a character that I might actually watch a movie about is the scene in like the corn maze where like he's going in after like the, not, or doesn't know why he's going in, but like it has like this conversation with the two teenagers where he's basically like, eh, just, you know, go have a good night, you know, but he's like in that scene, he's like, he's kind of dweeby, but like he's not like so pathetic, you kind of cringe. Like, yeah. he's, he's a little knowing, like, you know, he's a little he's a little fun you know he's he's sweet he's not totally clueless like for the for most of the movie like you kind of either want to just not look at him or like just give him a swirly just to like
2: yeah yeah
1: Yeah, like the fact that like because like they have him work at a grocery store in like the deli department and you want to kind of be like they should not let you use that meat cutter machine man you're going to hurt yourself you know what i mean right like like that's kind of how he's playing it but like in that scene he's kind of like like, because like, like, you know he didn't, like, fool around with a girl in a corn maze when he was a kid. He's a loser in the movie, right? But, like, like the fact that he's like, oh, yeah, no, but I mean, you know, kids will be kids. Like, whatever. like, he has enough awareness there when he's like, oh. Like, he's not, like, I am Sam. You know what I mean, right? Right. You know, but, yeah, he's like... Actually, he's kind of likable instead of talking yeah. about, like, how he's the Halloween police or whatever. Yeah. Like, um... And, but I don't know. Also, just, like, I mean... Yes, we would have thought about this. It is just it really isn't doesn't work as a comedy. Like oh, just I mean, like what is what is a funny joke in this movie, Matt? I don't know. So I mean I thought that like Oh oh what's his name? No, not um fucking who's the hero? Um what's his name? Not Paul Giamatti. Who's the hero? Yeah, he's a hero. He's a 9-11 firefighter in this movie are you talking about this movie no real life okay i I, this neighbor i'm forget blanking on his name nucky thompson what matt you can't just say who's the hero in real life and then throw out a string of unconnected nouns nucky thompson steve buscemi yes matt okay that's not from real life that's from this movie
2: yeah, no, I yeah, no, yeah, but no yeah, but are you Hubie Halloween? No, I'm the Christmas police, but I say no one can celebrate Christmas. That's what I say. No, but uh oh ooh oh heartburn. Oh no. Oh no Okay, so I'll tell
1: you the like the one the one thing where I, I didn't, like, laugh, but I thought, like, oh, that's kind of a, like, that's, you know, an amusing bit that would be, like, a, you know, like, a mid-level bit in a comedy that actually works is, like, they they have this, like, uh, someone is watching the news, and, like, they have, like, four female anchors who, like, yeah. all, all, each, and each one of them does, like, Harley Quinn as a costume. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's kind of funny, but, like, the movie can't resist, like, like, poking you in the chest and being, like, hey, hey. Did you notice that they're all dressed as Carly Quinn? We're not going to have a character tell you, hey, they're all dressed as Carly Quinn, in case you didn't notice. Can you say that name again? Harley Quinn. Okay, you said Carly Quinn. I think I might have choked on that for a second. Yeah. But like like that's like it, it's whole like theory of comedy is like they can't they can't ever just like let a note hang. They have to like slam on the keyboard and then like point out to you, hey, we just hit that fucking note. Did you hear yeah. it? Which you know what they could have done? They could have just literally had, like, every, like, adult woman, like, on Halloween, just be Harley Quinn and just never, never reference it. Yeah, you can't, you can't tell me, you can't be the guy who's like, hey, did you get it? Let me explain it the joke to In the movie! You can't say that in the movie! Yeah. Like, it, it's insane to be a guy, do that, too. If I had, we'd watched this together, and I, and they had done that, and I had said, hey, did you notice they're all Harley Quinn? That would have been crazy for me to do that. They have, they have academy award nominated june squibb a a character actress with decades of 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 90 year old uh, woman she's literally 90 that's a, a true treasure yes effort they, they have her dressed in a boner donor shirt and then <laughs> repeatedly comment on the fact that she's in a boner donor shirt in case you didn't get it that's what i laughed at yeah because 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 she was like, I don't know what a boner is, which is insane. How do you not know what a boner is? It's like insanely basic American English slang. Like, you know that, what I mean? Gooby then picks it up and starts calling everyone else, like starts using that in his own common parlance too. Because June Squibb thinks it means a mistake. She's like, you know, and I'm so clumsy. Like outdated slang. It did used to mean that. but like, Yeah, yeah what, boner? Yeah. Oh, is that actually true? Did it actually used to mean me? Like, I pulled a boner used to mean, like, I made a mistake. But, like, come on. You've been living in America in the last 40 years. You know what
2: Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it hasn't meant that in fucking 40 and 40 for the last 40 years. It's meant a fucking hard dick, lady. Come on. That's the Matt. Don't die. That's the Matt. I didn't say it. That's the Matt. Come on, lady of the week. June Squibb. <laughs> I made Rob cough. No, it's... one of my, my other like just stupid, stupid favorite detail from this movie is that at the end of the movie, when it's revealed that June Squibb is like the, I guess not the killer. She hasn't killed anyone, but is like planning to kill people.
2: Yeah,
1: like she is like about about to execute execute a series of people who have. Uh, bullied her son and that like there's a news crew there reporting on it and they're just like they're just there to like record the execution at the like, like our journalistic like they're like we the journalistic prime directive does not allow us to interfere in this execution we're just gonna roll camera
2: in this execution
1: she's about to burn like four people to death yeah they're just gonna watch including a child including one of whom is a high school student yes
2: yeah yeah
1: it's it's it's, it's, it's honestly, I mean, like, as a, well, first off, we're doing the thing again, where like, with every bad comedy, we just rewrite the comedy. And just, I don't know, I think, I think the way we have re- rewritten it is just say, throw it out. But, but yeah, well, well will we'll throw it out or, well, that's the thing is that, and I think when this comes back to you, Rob, I think we should become comedy ready. Okay, one other bit that I did like, not intentional, but <laughs> at the like the very end of the movie, like the you know, the one year later happy ending, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: so so Adam Sandler and Julie Julie Bowen inexplicably are now married. Yeah. And all of Julie Bowen's like like fairly grown kids from a previous marriage, like the youngest one is like what, like ten or twelve. Yeah. Like they, they just- all they all call Adam Sandler dad, including yeah. in front of their actual dad. Yes, exactly. I yeah. Well, hold on. Well, no, no, but did you catch, for some reason, they're all foster children that then Julie Bowen and her former husband, who's like the chief of police or whatever. Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah. 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 They all adopted them, but, and then they got divorced like a handful of years ago. And then, yeah. Yeah. They call. She- one of them was like her natural kid, but. I don't think any of them. No, I don't think any of them are. I don't know. I don't care. Which is so funny because it's just being like, just being like, that's right. You know what that means, boys. That that poo nanny is, which is like, which is how I interpreted what they were saying. Which I was like, that's not good. Don't say that. Why are you saying that? I don't know. I didn't put that much thought into it. I put a ton of thought into it. Okay. Man, what does June Squibb look like, young? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on, I'm look it up. How would you not do that
2: and save that for your personal time, man? She can I tell you what she looks like? No. Please. No. You can't. You're not allowed to. You are my greatest enemy. I know. Yeah. You're My greatest enemy. You
1: know. You know. How I've thought, you know how I've thought about branding. Branding us. What? I've been thinking about this because I've been listening to a lot of the the film podcast Blank Check. Mm-hmm. They they branded themselves as the two friends. Because you know they do a podcast together, but primarily they're just friends. Yeah. They hang out. We should be the two enemies. Yeah, <laughs> We're the two enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you guys hate each other and wish each other the worst, and we do a podcast yeah. <laughs> we just every like every day. I like I have some thought in in <clears throat> my day before I call you because we we basically talk every day and. And, and and at some point, I had decided just, like, how could I upset him right now? You're a good friend. You're a good friend. I'm one of the best friends you could ever have. I'm one of the best friends any of you could ever have. Uh, what's it going on? If any ladies are listening, one of the one of the most mediocre boyfriends you could ever have. All right, so should people watch Hubie Halloween? Yeah, absolutely. But honestly, this is going to come out after Halloween? Insane to watch it after Halloween. No, you should... I mean, there are so many other things you can do. You can, you can go for a walk. You can throw rocks at a squirrel. You can throw yourself off a tall building. Like, a lot of options for things you can do other than watch Hubie Halloween. Like, you, can, you can... If you someone can. puts a gun to your head and says you have to watch a movie, there are so many other movies you can watch. Yeah. If someone puts a gun to your head, though, and says you have to watch Hubie Halloween, it's, it's not terrible enough that, yeah, just watch it. Flip a coin. I don't know. Flip a coin. <laughs> you really didn't like this movie did you I, you know again I thought it was it's aggressively it, it, fine but like not if you think like I, I'm like scene to scene it's like again it's not like so offensive but like like that character does not work at all that relationship does not work at all but like I don't know like yeah. it's probably one of the best movies he's made recently though not Uncut Gems baby well, not Uncut Gems yeah, yeah if you have to watch a Sandler, a recent Sandler movie watch Uncut Gems <laughs> Or just, you know, kill yourself. Yeah, you, you know what I'll say though? It kind of had the same feeling of Uncut Gems. Like, we're like, you're just like, we're like, I was trying to say someone, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like, I was trying to describe Uncut Gems to someone and I was like, Uncut ge- right? But like a person that like, you know, didn't understand it in the way like you and I did, if you catch my drift, mm-hmm. right? Right, and so I was trying to, I was we're both like- degenerate gamblers. What? We're both degenerate gamblers. I keep trying to be and you keep talking me out of it. <laughs> anyway. What's it called? I, I will do it one day. I almost voted for Maryland to get more gambling, but then I was just like, nah, because it's funnier that way to deny people that anyway, what's it called? But no, but, um, but, but, uh, what was I going to say? Um, no, no. I was like, I was like, 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 uncut gems is like, if you don't understand it, like I said, in the way that you and I do, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? It, It's like, it's like, it's like being late to somewhere, and then you keep hitting red light after red light after red light, and that growing kind of like unease and like, you know what I mean? But you mean, what I mean really important? What? what yeah, you're at the court, and you keep hitting every red yes, light. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna show up, and they're just going to arrest me. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? And uh, what's it called? But like. You're late to court and you're driving in the opposite direction and you keep hitting red lights. Exactly. And you're just trying to, and you're just trying to hit a U-turn, right? But everything, you're not trying to go to court. You're trying to go to like the basketball game. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's not a a movie about a man trying to solve his problem. That is a man, movie about a man trying to ignore them as best he can. I think it's a movie. I disagree. I think it's a movie about a man trying to solve his problem, but he's just, but he just kind of goes like, wait, hold on. I could solve two problems. (laughs) <laughs> right? He's trying to hit, he's trying to kill a, he's trying to kill two birds with one stone, right? Even, but he did, but he just needs to kill one bird, but he keeps fucking trading. But instead but we of really, we've beat this metaphor. No, let you. me finish. Okay. Instead of, instead of throwing the rock, he keeps just getting bigger and different rocks. Anyway, QB Halloween kind of had that same feel. <laughs> he's not. Um, but I will say Adam Sandler credit what credits do looks real good with a mustache. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: That's why Drew
1: Froze. You froze. Was uh Bowen down under. We only caught the ladder, like little section of that because you froze, but like it really still like it's kinda like how in Jaws the fact that like you <laughs> can't see the shark for most of it somehow makes it scarier. Like, I'm am saying I'm saying, I said she was bowing down on. Got it, Matt. Jesus Christ. Okay, what have you been watching? Scooby Halloween. What are you talking about? No. Um. What's ago? What have I been watching? i watching. You know, I've been watching actually. Uh, a new children's show. I've been watching Scooby Doo. Like the original. hmm I'm watching it with the kids. Kids love it. Really? It is not culturally sensitive all the time, but mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's it's honestly, um, it sucks. It's shit. It's bad. It's not good. It's so stupid. Yeah, I remember even as, like, a child, it, like, I watched a decent amount of it, but it was always just something that I was, like, I guess that's on. Yeah. I was never, like, I, looking for it. I remember, like, liking it as a kid, but, like, I was watching it, and I was like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, it literally is just, like, I mean, like, Shaggy's, like, a hippie, but, like, he's not, like... Like, just have him smoke pot. Like, who cares? He's supposed to be a hippie. And then, like, Velma, not as hot as I remember. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Daphne, uh, Daphne literally is, like, barely in it. And then Fred is just such an aggressive dickhead. And then also, like, this dog talks, and it's just never mentioned. You know what I mean? just saying. A lot of, a lot of holes with Scooby-Doo. A lot of holes in Scooby-Doo. Also, like, all these guys, like, why do you have to just, like, I don't know, do the crime? Why, why are you dressing up? And pretending to be a ghost and haunting these kids. Just kill them. Like, I don't get it. That's, a, that's what Scooby-Doo needs. More hard drugs and murder. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. It'll be a season-long arc where, where Shaggy gets into H. Basi- <laughs> all, basically. That's where, all the, that's where all the hippies ended up. They all ended <laughs> up shooting up. Yep, or or like either shooting up or becoming like venture capitalists. Yeah, no, no. You know what I want, really? I just want Scooby-Doo to be true detective, I guess. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, What else have I been watching? That. Jesus, I don't think anything else. I like keep trying to watch stuff, but then I just keep forgetting. Okay. What did you watch? I have to go to the bathroom. Here, go. fuck you. Well, what did I do? Oh, uh, no, but because I have been, like, I have watched a lot just in the last 48 hours, just because all I do when I'm sick is I just, like, I drink a lot of ginger ale and eat club crackers and just watch movies non-stop So it's like, stop texting. What do you. What I'm are you not doing? texting. No, I was saying, ooh, because I was like, man, ginger ale. Not- I can see you're texting. Man. I'm not
2: texting. I'll, I'll just wait. <laughs> I was looking up movies. Okay. Why? Because I had to assign you a movie.
1: Oh, wait till it's that time, Matt.
2: I would have forgotten. I, and w- I didn't want to panic.
1: We can take a second for you to look at... We've had this discussion before. We can take a second for you to look it up.
2: I forget every time. <laughs> what have you been watching? You've been sick and drinking
1: ginger ale. Yes. Yeah, so I've not- been checking up on you. What? I've been checking up on you. I've been asking you how you're doing. It <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> sound like you've dropped off soup and not literally once been like, oh, yeah, how are you doing? I tried to be with you and help, but you turned me away. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. A lot of, a lot of comfort food. Um, comfort food yeah just you know like things i've already seen that i know i like you know. oh i thought you meant like literally like you're having comfort food I'm using it metaphorically matthew oh, yeah i was like that's insane you're eating fried chicken and you're like sick like
2: go- dude no i did have some chinese food but okay okay yeah.
1: there's no helping you you're beyond help okay well, An insane thing to eat when sick i believe you're probably not wrong but not if you're chinese though that's fine you're not chinese you don't know that that's true i don't anyway Anyway. um we'll just run through this real quick because it's a lot um uh so in order out of sight the steven soderbergh movie with uh was George Clooney's breakout role, at least as, like, a movie star rather than a TV actor. Was oh, yeah, album. he was on a, he got his break on ER, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, why are you Googling it? Well, I just, I never heard of it. Well, it's it's an Elmore Leonard adaptation. Um, so it's like a, you know, like, dipshit criminals, kind of like, you know, it's vaguely coheny, but, you know, it's fun, it's slick, you know. Oh man, this is a this is an incredible cast. Oh yeah, it's yeah. got. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's got like Albert Brooks wearing like an all time bad bald cap. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Cheadle. Uh, Ving Steve Rames. Vaughan, Ving Rames. Um, uh, Viola. Viola Davis for literally one scene, and she's incredible in it. Like before she was famous. Um, and oh yet- man. It has both Dennis Farina and Luis Guzmán. Yeah. Oh, bro. Luis, but they are both people who are always playing Dennis Farina and Luis (laughs) Guzmán, but always killing it. Yes. Yes. And like Jennifer Lopez, like peak movie star. Like actually, you know, she's she's good at being a movie star. Like so hot. She's she's yeah like oh like kind of the whole the whole like arc of the movie is like yeah okay. George Clooney is, is an escaped criminal. Jennifer Lopez is the person who's haunting them down. But you know you want to see them kiss.
2: Come on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's the best type of movie. Yeah. You know you, know you want to see them kiss. That's the best type of movie. When you're just looking at two people and you're just like, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that's. You know, that's you, know not think, you know what I think I might be? I might become one of those guys that anytime anyone tells me that they're in a relationship, I'm just going to ask them to kiss like they do in movies. I'm going to become that kind of guy. That's a weird type of guy. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. It's, it's, I know it's hack, but like people talk about how like, it's not a thing that happens in real life, but it's like done in movies so much, but like, that'd be so funny to be a person that does that in real life. <laughs> so anyway.
2: Okay, thank you. I'm glad you agree. Well, anyway, it's a,
1: it's a good little fun, you know, like idiot criminal caper movie. It's good. It's fun. Um, uh, next up, Born Identity. It's a, Ooh,
2: nice. it's a it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun it movie. Is. Yeah,
1: I watched one of those like not that long ago. I can or, or or who knows, not that long ago for me. When I'm talking about watching movies, might mean anywhere from like one to five years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, yeah, I watched it and I was like, oh man, I forgot. How, like, Matt Damon is so good in those. I mean, that's those movies are so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holds up. That's all I'm gonna say. Holds up. So cool. It, it's just cool to see someone just just fucking just like tooling guys up you know what i mean but it's like it's it's funny because like the the guys that are like tooling each other up in these movies are like matt damon and clive owen yeah it's not like they're not bruisers like oh like in one of the fights in this one like matt damon literally like stabs a dude with a pen which feels like a metaphor of some kind yeah yeah Yeah. matt damon who is again an academy award-winning writer yeah you know what i mean so is sylvester stallone that's true. Yeah. That's that's true. That is so fucking funny. So funny. You did not write that goddamn movie. Come on, that's my conspiracy theory. I refuse to believe the guy. You know what though, Maryland's finest. It's also it's also a fun movie just because like. The plot is, like, so dense and convoluted, but at the same time, you kind of don't need to understand almost any of it. Yeah. Exactly. I've seen seen this movie, like, so many times, and there was stuff I only picked up on in, like, this watch-through.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's
1: just, like, at this, if you understand, like, you know, he's a spy, he lost his memory, he wants to find out what was happening, like, you get it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah there's, get- like, stuff with, like, a warlord and shit like that. Like, there's, like, isn't there? Yeah, it's, like, so, it's, like, Uh, there's a a, like deposed African warlord who's threatening to like, essentially reveal like secrets of the CIA's history in Africa. Yeah. um, Unless they like, you know, stage a coup to put him back in power. And so the CIA, you like a rogue unit within the CIA sends Jason Bourne off him. um, But he has a crisis of conscience halfway through the mission and is shot while attempting to flee and loses his memory and then the rogue cia unit that had you know undertaken this mission without seeking authorization from anyone has to like snuff him out to like you know keep this all under wraps and like it's so funny <clears throat> which is kind of like it's like an incredible plot for a thriller but like again so much is it, so much of it is just like like they don't like dwell on the exposition or anything. They just throw it out there. and like, you either catch it or you don't, but like the plot itself is so propulsive. And so like, you know, you just the CIA is after him, you know, the CIA are the bad guys. So, you know, it's like, again, as long as you get like that level of shit, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I get it. It's fun. I like the chase scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That chase scene. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I remember someone saying like, I remember I, re- I read, I there's like where they're like, they're like, like, uh, like before I saw it, they were like the best chase scene since like the, I think they said since like the Italian job. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but that sounds impressive. And then I saw it and I was like, man, that was a good chase scene. Okay. Fantastic chase scene. You'll love a good chase scene. You ever see Bullet? Have I ever seen Bullet? Yeah, I've seen Bullet. Yeah, come on. You know, you know, they, you know, they shot that going like, they were going like top speed of like 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Got Steve McQueen. So cool. that's the other thing too. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, we are the coolest. There, name one cooler. Name one cool. Actually, you know what? No, old Chinese men. There you go. Okay, okay. So they're <laughs> they're they're so cool. All right. So next up is uh Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Never seen that. That's that's a thing where it turns out Spielberg is like a big alien guy, right? That's the thing where it turns out Spielberg is like a big alien guy right what what is the what is the what what is the question that is being asked there the yes or no rob i don't understand <laughs> i mean it is a spielberg movie about a about aliens so yeah i think it's the first one he made about aliens it wasn't the last so i guess the answer to that question would be yes he loves light and uh yeah, he's, like, a he's like a guy who's, like, low-key, like, super big into aliens. Yeah, Closing Gardens was a long-cherished project for Spielberg. Yeah, is he, like, yeah, he's obsessed with aliens. Also, it's one of only, like, two or three movies that he actually wrote himself. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's, like, if you want to read it as, like, a, an autobiographical movie, I'm sure there are ways into it that way. Because it's, like, it's a movie about a dude who literally, like, gives up his family to, like, chase his weird dream. Which I, I mean, Spielberg is a dude who's been married for a long time, so I don't, you know, it's yeah. not. But it's, like, it's definitely a movie about someone who is so obsessed with this one particular thing that he must do that he will sacrifice all other things, including any kind of relationship with his children, to, you know, achieve that. Hmm. Spielberg definitely seems like someone who's just like, yeah, I, I have to make movies. I will, you know, nothing will stand in my way to do that. I must do this. It is the only thing. Yeah.
2: You know. right.
1: What's it called? that's what's it called that's well it's kind of interesting because i'm reading a little bit about like richard dreyfus's growing up and like I, mean like I mean like i mean like his dad like left the family when richard dreyfus was uh like 21 like and like they just didn't talk like it seems like for like the rest of his life you know what i mean yeah, I mean Spielberg is also someone who was clearly really shaped by his parents' divorce too. Like that's something that hangs over a lot of his movies. Like, I mean, look at fucking ET, man, which is also another movie that I watched this week. You know, this Spielberg kid, I think he's got something.
2: He's really, he's, he really is quite something, isn't he? Now,
1: yeah, I mean, like, uh, I kind of preferred Close Encounters. It is, it is. I mean, it's it's definitely more of a like. E.T. is like one of the like just best and purest kids movies ever made but like close encounters is is i is definitely a a tougher movie in a lot of ways because again it is a, about a dude who just out and out abandoning his family um mm-hmm. it feels more complex in a way that a lot of Spielberg movies like even his like ostensibly adult movies don't always feel mhm like he is someone who likes to give you a nice, clean, like emotional resolution where you kind of know what you're supposed to feel. He's manipulative like that. But- he is, and and it's why I've heard some people say that he's not actually a good director. He's just like, like he knows, like like how to play the notes, right? But like I don't know. To me, like that is like like, like, like I've heard people argue this where they're just kind of like he like knows how to get you and he knows how to make you feel something. But if you can like. Watch the movies objectively, they aren't actually that good, right? But it's, I think, that that, like, I think writing it off as he just knows how to give you an emotional experience is a ridiculous thing to say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I I agree with this, I'm saying I've heard people say that, yes, that I mean, that is a tremendous, like, he's masterful at that, you know, Mm -hmm. he is masterful as an emotional filmmaker, but yeah, I think that that there are places that serves him well. Like, I mean, like E.T. is like a perfect like kids movie Um, that is like tremendously emotionally satisfying. I think it becomes, like it certainly is difficult in places like, like, honestly, like Schindler's List, Mm -hmm. where he still kind of applies that like manipulative emotionality Mm -hmm. to like a movie, you know, the, the famous like line on that from Stanley Kubrick is that the Holocaust is about six million people who died. Schindler's List is about six hundred people who didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Where he's still like he, it's, he's dealing with these historical atrocities, but still gives you this like Hollywood uplift at the Yeah, end, which, yeah. It's kind of a weird fit. Um, so there are places yeah. where I think, like I think there are just movies he's not suited to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I'm what, what are the... of, of every director. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, because it's funny because, like, the whole reason why I've never been able to get through Schindler's list is because of that. Because I feel like the first part of that is just about the Holocaust. Like, like, like that, it was that scene where they raid the ghetto. Like, I watched that and I was just like, I am, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot finish this. And, like, and that's the thing is that, like, I mean, like, like, what's the worst anti Semitism I've ever had? Someone, like, someone told me to get in an oven and someone called me a kike. Like, basically, that's it. I had like, a handful of things, right? Like, I mean, bro like almost every woman I've had sex with like members of their family were like, 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 like like, like their grandfathers would have fucking rolled over in their graves that they'd known that they were schnuping a Jew. You know what I mean? We're fine. Right. All of us, all me and all my Jewish boys, we're all having sex with people whose families would have disowned them like 50 years ago for having sex with us. Right. We're fine. You know, the Norman Finkelstein line. Right. You know what I mean? We're intermarrying into like, we're fine. We're just assimilated. We're fine. But like, but like, I mean, like, I, I felt it like that was like insane. But then, yeah, you're right. Like, like, I mean, cause what's that last scene? Like Liam Neeson, that beautiful scene where he's like, he looks at his ring. He's like, I could have sold this. And this could have, this could have been like a few, you know what I mean? Like where he kind of looks at like how horrible it was because like the, the money value, right. Of things could have bought lives. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And then what do they do? They go, no, Hey, no, you saved it. You're fine. You know what I mean, right? It, yeah, you're right. It does it, the Hollywood uplift. Then they have that scene, in the end of it, when they talk about how they're all in Israel now, just don't get me started. But, yeah. What's it called? Did you want, wait, you didn't watch Schindler's List. Why did I talk? Oh, I use that as an example of something where his, his, his skills might be, you know, in retrospect, sort of oddly suited to that kind of material. Um, Man loves talking about the Holocaust. Yes, yeah. Um, all right, so continuing, because again, there are, we're only halfway through. Um,
2: nice.
1: uh, Star Trek First Contact, um, the one with the Borg, which, I mean, it's wild that we let people say Star Trek is good. Um, yeah. I mean, I am, uh, uh, you know, I'm first in line to be hung for that particular crime, but like you got to just wade through like a ton of just god-awful cheesy humor and like techno babble to like get to any of the good stuff.
0: But it's there. so insane.
1: Yeah. It's just... It's, like, there's so much stuff in there that, like, given... You give it, like, ten years and, like, a slightly defter set of hands and it wouldn't seem quite so embarrassing. Like, you know, just even, like, the... Like, there's a lot of, like, people in Star Trek, like, at least in this particular movie, there's, like, a really egregious use of, like, dudes in space, like, jamming out to, like, retro rock and roll which is like something that like not that much longer like guardians of the galaxy would like make work but there's just something about the time and place and like sensibility of star trek that makes that just like the nerdiest dad shit in the world
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, it
1: just it's just it's just it just does I, i just i i don't know i've never gotten the appeal i don't know you get to you get to see patrick stewart yell about like moby dick yeah but like with the, like if, the, if they the, you know what if they just made like a Horatio hornblower or like a mastering commander or anything like that, like, just put Patrick Stewart as like make him a fucking like British naval captain during like like the like the in, 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 in like in, in like in like the Napoleonic era like just do that, just let him be that that's who he should be, make him fucking serious about that, well, I'll that a space shit that is that is in some ways the appeal of Star Trek because it can be anything from week to week. And it can be, it can be that kind of like Naval drama one week. Insane!
2: Insane. You don't get to do that. Are you kidding me? That's,
1: that's the upside of episodic storytelling. You can tell Lost. a kind of story every week, but
2: Gene Rottenberry.
1: Is that his name? That's the creator's name. Yes. All right. Well, I thought it was Roddenberry, and I was trying to say Rottenberry because my man is. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah. Owned. He's been owned. That's right, Gene Roddenberry. He's dead, right? Yeah, for a while. You threaten a dead man, or is that against the law? I would probably avoid it just in case. Okay, because I don't to want to hear him it. up. All right. So actually, last one because I already mentioned E.T. is uh, Oh no! Second to last is Contact. Uh, Which is also, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but there's some real fucking cheese in that movie, too. Um, But it is, I find space movies very comforting, so I return to them often when I am sick. Mm -hmm. And it is a movie about a a girl who misses, or a woman, who feels contact, the Robert Zemeckis movie with Jodie Foster.
2: How do you say it?
1: What, contact or Zemeckis? Zemeckis? Zemeckis. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I've never seen that one. Is that the one with um the diabetes guy? Wilford Brimley? No, he's not in that. What is he in? A lot of movies. I don't know which one you're thinking of, Matt. <laughs> Cocoon. He's in Cocoon. Yeah, it's not Cocoon. That's a movie about old people. Um What's
0: Contact a- about?
1: Well it's uh it was based on a, a novel by Carl Sagan, um, which is it's about a woman who works at SETI who receives a uh, SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Basically, people who point, you know, it's people who point... That's a good job. That's a good job. Don't have to do anything. People who point radio telescopes at stars and basically listen to see if they get any, like, signals that sound extraterrestrial in origin. That's the best job. Yeah. But... yeah. It's about what if those, what if the, what if one of those people actually got something, and it turned out to be instructions for a big machine that would take them to an alien world where their dad told them that they loved them.
2: That um, can't oh, hold on. That's
1: not <laughs> hold on. Let me look. What contact you said? That's not the plot. It's kind. It's not okay. It, the plot. I, I gave it a trite explanation, but like it's about Jodie Foster. She's you know she works at SETI. She's she, so fire. She's a very good actress. No, um, not what I meant. I know what you meant. You know what I would do for her? I don't want to hear it, Matt. Wait, wait, no, oh, can I tell you what I would do for her? Matt, I'm tired I really don't like this being a, a platform to, your, to for you to broadcast the worst divorce shit in the world. But Wait, no, it's a j it's a joke. About it's a taxi driver joke. I know. But like also it's
2: kind of not. So what?
1: What? No, I'm not going to shoot Ronald Reagan for her. He's already dead. Does this actually deal... Wait, does her dad actually say that... Wait, were you serious about that? So, okay. so Sorry. To, Sorry. To, Sorry. Spoil, <laughs> to spoil the plot of contact, so she the signal that they receive turns out to be, you know, the, basically... Uh, instructions for building a, uh, a transporter device so that they can, you know, so they can go and meet the aliens. And when she arrives at the other side of the wormhole that, you know, she passes through the aliens, you know, having sort of scanned her brain to, you know, and sort of understand her better, uh, and to present themselves in a way that is most, you know, the way that would be non-threatening
2: to her. They, they uh, come in the form of her departed father. It's, it's an interesting idea that plays a little, it really walks the edge between
1: like hokey and interesting, but it's also, you know, it's a movie about a girl who loves her astronomy obsessed dad that was shown to me many times by my astronomy obsessed dad. So it has some, you know, some like added pathos there for me, but you're just now reading the Wikipedia summary of this movie. Sorry, no, Well, because I keep seeing, because I'm just going to read, can I just read some of the, like, uh, the, um, what do they call it, um, uh, um, like, hyperlinks in this? Sorry, because they're, 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 they're in blue, so it's just, like, jumping out at me. Look at this, you know, it's all this shit, you know, like, SETI program, you know, the Very Large Array, which, like, calm down, you know what I mean, right? Like, you know, light years, all this normal stuff, and then just, Adolf Hitler, uh, 1936 Summer Olympics. Uh, oh yeah, because they do make like the f- the first image that the aliens send back is an image of Hitler. But actually, for and like a reason that is like kind of, are you Hitler? <laughs> no, no. So the first the first images that were bro- first television images that were broadcast into space were the opening ceremonies of the 1936 Olympics in Berlin. That can't be true. Is that yeah. true? That is true.
2: Who did that?
1: <laughs> the Germans. They wanted to show <laughs> how badass their technology was. Are you serious? Is that true? Yeah. It's like the aliens don't know who Hitler is. They just It's basically a way of saying, we saw you. It's so like, hey, we, we got your signal. Here, Here, we beamed it back to you just to let you know that we heard. Oh, man, that's so fucking funny. That, oh, my God. I'm so happy. It becomes a plot point in the movie because, like, you know, part of it is, like, part of the conflict. Aliens come as Hitler? So part, of the, part of the conflict of the movie is the government's freaking out. They're like, you know, these aliens, they might be dangerous, you know. They might not be friendly little ETs. We, we got to be careful. And then the first image they get is an image of Hitler. Like, they're space Nazis. It's no good. It'd be so funny to come in the form of Hitler. We're like, we wanted to be... be, Sorry, I'm also just seeing can I just say, atheism, suicide bombing, mere space station wormholes, Pensacola, Florida. Okay, we can't just have you read hyperlinks, Matt. This isn't as interesting as you think it is, but...
2: There's There's a suicide bombing?
1: Yeah, there is. there's, There's... a Christian dude who doesn't like that there are aliens. He thinks it has some, I don't know. There's a whole like faith versus science thing that doesn't always play that subtly. You know, you know what they, you know, you know what I think they said? Uh, I think the Catholic church actually had a thing about uh, aliens. You want to know what it was? If I remember correctly. It's cyclical. Yes. What? What's that? <laughs> yeah. They, they had, they put out a thing about aliens. They're like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, they were like, there was probably just this alien Jesus. Yeah. So anyway, so I we need we need to it's going to be good when we can do this in person regularly because you again, it's you're just way too distractible when you have screens in front of you. It's not true. It's absolutely true. You I have spent half of this shushing you, which I love. And I know you love too cuz I'm doing it in my sexy sick voice. I do. I need you to pay attention to me now, Matthew. Okay. Anyway, last one is Midnight Run. You watch too many movies it was three a day you know midnight run Run. you are you looking that up too now never heard of it i'm i'm trying i'm trying to i'm interested in film who's in it robert de niro and charles grogan wait who's charles grogan (laughs) charles Grodin. Bro, this is a Yafet Kodo, Dennis Farina? Oh, man. Oh. Joe, Joey Pants is in this? Yeah. Like, it is honestly the slimiest I have ever seen Joey Pants. He's, like, he's bald, but, like, has, like, long, like, he, like, grew out the remaining hair he has. He's, like, just the shaggiest shitty he goes. He plays he plays a the owner of a bail – he's a bail bondsman. That's the perfect – oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to try to look like this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at this fucking guy. That's fantastic. What a look. I kind of already got it with the glasses. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Robert De Niro is a, is a bounty hunter bringing Charles Gro It's like, a you know, you got to get cross-country in five days to make this deadline type of movie. It's, That's what know, Cannonball it's, Run's about, right? Yeah, but it doesn't suck. That's the thing about it. Does uh, Cannonball Run suck? probably i don't know i haven't seen it but i yeah, mean i've never heard anything about it that's made me want to but yeah um it's you know it's a it's a fun well-written little action thriller charles groden is actually really funny i um, very deadpan and robert de niro like this is this is like you don't often see him be cool like he's he's also robert, wait, wait what i mean you, see, you don't often see robert de niro be cool You seem to be scary but that's not, that's not the, where is he cool What's it called? He's cool good fellas. He's cool in like all he's cool good he's cool in like every movie. Mm. You know what he's cool? He's cool in taxi driver when he wants to impress that lady. <laughs> okay. Calm down. But <laughs> I'm having a good time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I
1: mean I listen, I think that's an insane thing to say, but I understand I understand what you're saying, but I also think it's an insane thing to say. I mean, he definitely like has charisma and like holds the screen, but like I don't know, I don't look as like like weird like greasy mafia guys. I don't look at as like cool. Like he's fucking. Oh, sc-
2: oh, well, okay,
1: that's the difference between you and I. Yeah, he's fucking scary as Jimmy Conway or whatever. Yeah, Jimmy Conway, I think in Goodfellas. Um, but like I wouldn't call him cool, you know. Yeah, that's okay. This is okay. Okay, I get it now. This is just the difference between you and I. Yeah. Yeah. But like here, he's he's like, he genuinely is giving like a movie star performance here, where like he's still like a pathetic little, little grime ball who like hasn't talked to his like daughter in like nine years. Mm-hmm. But like is, you know, like a wise Kraken and like looks really good. Like Robert Jr. was genuinely hot in this movie. But well, now you have to Google that too. But like, I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. Like, wearing his leather, leather jacket everywhere. He's even got sunglasses in a couple scenes. Oh, I mean, man. He pulls what it I mean. off, man. He pulls it off. I what mean, like it's so hard. Because yeah. you either look insanely cool or so stupid in it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he is a fucking smoke show. With, like, just enough 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah. I mean, again, but, like, it they make it real clear that, like, by the end of this movie, he has not showered or changed his clothes in a week. He looks pretty nasty. But, like, for a good portion of the movie, it's like, oh, if Robert De Niro wasn't, like, so invested in being, like, a capital-A actor, he could have been, like, a legit movie star.
2: Yeah. Which, yeah.
1: not to say he, like, has had, like, a, like a, a small-time career or anything, but, like... You know, there's there's a big difference between like having a like a a respected career starring in like auteur vehicles versus like being in some fucking blockbusters. You know, that was his deal. No, yeah, between like this and Heat and everything like that, like yeah, he could have yeah, he could you know what he could have done? He could have been on the um Tom Cruise beat basically. Yeah, he could have basically just been like Tom Cruise. Yeah, like ten years earlier. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, there's like 10 years between him and Tom Cruise, right? Probably. I don't
0: know.
1: Huh. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like 60 or something like that. And yeah, and then what's Robert Nero? Robert Nero looks like shit now. I mean, Tom Cruise is starting That's to look funny. like a melting golem, but like, he's still like, yeah, it, shoot me into space for my next movie. Fine. Yeah. Let's see. Tom Cruise. Okay. Uh, he's 19 years older than Tom Cruise. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Tom I mean, you say a melting golem. First off, that's Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone looks awful now. Yeah. That's also because Sylvester Stallone is... Ready for this?
2: I'm waiting. Four years old.
1: That makes sense.
2: That is, yeah. You got, yeah. That's so old. How old's Brad Pitt?
1: Okay. We're not just looking up actors' ages. All right, Matt. 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 I'm listening. Look at me, Matt. I was, I was clicking back. I'm listening. Look at me in the eyes when you are respecting me. But okay. What am I watching next week? If you need to take a moment to look through no, your... No, 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 no. I already did you one two. You know what? You said I've been giving you a lot of really shitty um, comedies.
2: hmm I'm
1: going to give you a movie I genuinely love. Okay. Have you seen A Knight's Tale?
2: I have not, no.
1: All right, you're watching Night's Tale. Okay. Starring the Joker. He actually other roles too, Matthew. Mostly the Joker, though. Uh, starring Heath Ledger, um, that one British guy, uh, uh, several other British people. I forget who's in this. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing several British people. I'm looking forward to watching sword fighting. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to give you... So I... I really, after doing the whole, like, Halloween theme month, that was that was fun, but I was also really looking forward to getting back to just, like, assigning you, like, old foreign Criterion movies, but I, I'm also going to have to vary from that this week by, because there's just a, this movie I cannot get out of my head. I just, I caught some of it on cable a little while back, and, like, Listen to a podcast, actually the, the aforementioned blank check where they discussed this film, and I just I need to talk about it with someone. So it is a, a movie, it is a Hollywood movie from a director that we have already talked about. It, it's a Spielberg movie. But it's it's one of his weirdest ones. And I just I really need to talk about it with someone. It's AI. Artificial intelligence. The one with Robin Williams? That's Bicentennial Man. It's a very different movie. Fuck you.
2: I hate you. I wanna kill you <laughs> I legitimately thought that's what you were talking
1: about. Wait, AI. Okay, I just entered AI into into uh into Google.
2: <laughs> it apparently means there in Portuguese. I have... Artificial intelligence.
1: It's on Prime. Disambiguation. Just AI film. Oh, it's a little boy who's like uh, not a real boy, right? Yes, it's the one with Haley Joel Osment. Oh, man. All right. Uh, What's it called? Let's see who's in this. Jude Law as Gigolo Joe. Okay, Matt, Matt, we can, we can discuss AI next week. We don't need to, we don't. I'm sorry. I just was, I'm sorry. Gigolo Joe. I'm sorry, Matt. You're right. You're not more distractible when you're surrounded by screens. I was, it was really offensive of me to say that. Folks, a little peek behind the curtain. Rob's sick. I don't know if he's mentioned it uh, more than a hundred times because, because he needs
2: attention. (laughs) (laughs) oh man sorry but but much better now but originally
1: what we were gonna do was was uh i was going to just sit outside and and we were gonna do this in the same house but from different rooms and uh what's it called i how god we were gonna do that right you're looking at me like i'm crazy i mean i i thought i No. I mean, if you were going to be living here, then yeah. But I I wasn't sure when you were moving in. Is Aaron still painting? I think he's gone now. Okay. Join us next week, folks, for AI Artificial Intelligence, directed by Steven Soderbergh and... Incorrect. Incorrect. Um, join us next week for Richard Dreyfuss in AI where he plays a man named Hojo and uh, for A Knight's Tale which is a movie okay that's that's that that's the end thank you
0: You, sir? rid of. You see the man talking to your bank manager has his case open. Oh, that's Mr. Gwenden, one of our assistant
1: managers. Our manager is Mr. Showen, but he's not in today.
0: But you see the man with the briefcase? Yes. That's my partner. He has a gun in there. If you don't do exactly what I tell you, or if you give me any kind of a problem at all, I'm gonna look over at my partner, and he's gonna shoot your Mr. Gwenden between the eyes. big envelopes and put as many hundreds, fifties, and twenties as you can pack into it. Nothing with bank straps or rubber bands. I don't want any dye packs. I don't want any bait money. Start with the second drawer and then the one over there underneath the money counter. Okay. It's okay. Come on, right up. key's right there next to you. There you go. There you go. No bills off the bottom of the drawer, please. You're doing great. Just smile, Loretta, so you don't look like you're being held up. You got a very pretty smile. The 23 the 20s. 20, I'll pick those. There you go. I'll put those in my pocket. There you go. I had to give my partner a sign, and that's good. Now he's going to wait 30 seconds until I'm out of the building. Make sure you haven't set off the alarm. If you have, he's going to shoot you, Mr. Gwynn, in between the eyes okay I think that'll do it Loretta thank you have a nice day
2: For Dr. Pepper.